You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, y'all. My name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's the standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. This father right here, D is a very hands-on dad he likes to be within the essence of his boys um he has two sons 
and throughout the questions it was always um structured on the basis of being present and being uh within you know his son's space teaching them uh, giving them structure manners discipline but also uh balancing it with doing kid-like things with them so they know it's not just all one way all the time and that's very important so I hope you guys enjoy this episode hey hey it's Anya Dula and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> this is Cozy Womb Podcast, and this is the Black Fathers Matter series. This is episode 10, and we have D. And, um... Hey, everybody. What's good? You are a father of how many children? Two boys, six and two. Wow, you almost like Ooh, me. Boy. You almost like me with the um with the age range. <laughs> yeah, they 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 a handful, but I love every minute of it. Right. So, um, I know my two daughters with their age range being three and six. They are like really close buddy buddies sometimes, and then it's just constant nagging on each other and yelling. Is that like the same for you? It is. It is. Um, just the oldest, my six-year-old. You know, he's a great big brother. Mm-hmm. Always wants to teach his little brother everything. Like they're two peas in a pot. At times they're inseparable, but then mm-hmm. at times they gotta go their own way. Like one will go to the game room, one will be in their room. Like and sometimes <laughs> you cannot get them apart. They but. You can tell the love between the bond that they have is yeah. is real. It's real. Like if one of them get in trouble or the other one hears somebody whining or crying, the other one's gonna go check on them and see what's going on. That's yeah, good. so I, I love it. Like they watch out for each other at an early age. That's good. Um, where were you born? Born, yes. Like I said, I was born in Fort Benning, Georgia, which is right outside of Columbus, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a military child, so that's that's my birthplace right there. I didn't and know home. that. Most of my family is from Columbus. Yeah, most of my family is from Columbus, Georgia. So 
well, my mom and dad's side, but my dad's side is originally from um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm, okay. And did you live there, like, growing up, or did you move? We we traveled a lot. My, all the way up until middle school, we traveled a lot. I spent probably half my life, half my childhood in Germany. Um, okay. We lived in Texas. I don't really recall that, but the years in Germany, I did spend some, some of my elementary school years mm-hmm. living in Europe. So I do remember those days, and it was I was actually over there when the Berlin Wall um, came down. Oh, when wow. The east and West became, and they became West. So, yeah, so, you know, I was over How there was in the that? late 80s, early 90s. Uh, it was, I didn't understand understand it at the time. My dad, I was just like, Daryl, you know, you're part of history. You're witnessing history. So, you know, like at, at my parents' house, you know, I have a piece of the Berlin Wall um, at the there and everything like that you know so it was it was now when I look back on it you know I'm thankful for those memories and things like that but me to say that I actually remember that part no I just remember running around you know the neighborhood playing and just being a kid Hmm. do you have other siblings it was fun uh just me and my younger sister Um, we're eight years apart oh wow yeah, yeah, so, you know, me and her, yeah, that, that's, that's my homie there, though. <laughs> my, my first question for yeah. you um, is, what was today's goal as a dad showing up for your kids? Uh, today's goal, what was that for I, I, I get. I think just pretty much. I just like to be present with my with my boys. Um, as as a as a male figure, you know, I just want to be present. My dad was present in my life, so every day I just wake up and want to be present. Um, I want my kids to always feel like daddy's here. I can talk to daddy. I can reach daddy. I can communicate with daddy. That's one thing I do want for my boys. Uh, being that my dad was a military man, you know, he was present, but then sometimes was he approachable? Because yeah. he's a military man. He had certain, it was it was like that invisible wall at times because like, oh, but with my kids, my I'm a little unorthodox with my boys because I just want them to be able to, especially this day and age, I feel like I want them to be able to communicate and come to dad. I don't want to always be seen as the, the one that's going to be the disciplinary. I want to be able to be the one that, hey, hey, dad, this is what's going on. This is what I like. And I, I think I have that. You know, I like to be present. That's that's what I wake up every day, just to be present in their life. Do things that's unorthodox. Like, I kiss my boys before I leave in the morning. You know what I'm saying? It may not seem like the most masculine thing, I guess, people would say. But nah, I want them to know, daddy, I love y'all. I'm here. So, you know, I try to do things like that. They just be present in their lives. Yeah. And I don't even think it should be a masculine or non-masculine thing to do that like showing affection to your you be surprised. normal it's so crazy <laughs> I never realized that and I will say like you know growing up and just being around someone you know I have a strong group of friends male friends like we all been boys for most of my friends 20 plus years you know so you know we're 
that's always just this, you know you just think about it when you grow up like especially if I'm about to be 40 so a lot of our fathers grew up in that era of hey you gotta be the strong one don't show no weakness don't show no emotion don't show this so to make sure like not saying trying to break some of the stereotypes you know I want my boys to say hug daddy you know daddy's gonna hug you I'm gonna kiss on you I'm gonna do all that you know what I'm saying course naturally most men would do that with their little daughters and they'll show all that affection i want to make sure i transcend get that same affection to my boys I'm like, Yo, it's, daddy's here you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i'm a nurturer now maybe to the extent of your mother but i can nurture i can be there for you i have yeah. a i have a side that i can tap into that emotional side and i want them to know that that's good um and that will help with how they uh deal with relationships as far as like friendships and girlfriends and marriage because a lot of men maybe get affection only from their moms and then they get in a relationship and they don't know how to be caring because only their mom showed them that and so they struggle with that but if they get it from a male and a female perspective they'll be like more balanced when it comes to um, sensitivity and and having compassion. Yes. Because how I look at it is, naturally my boys gravitate to their mom. No matter, that's their mother. Like it's a bond that that I cannot explain. I don't think I can read enough books to even understand that natural (laughs) bond that a mother and a son has. (laughs) But for me, I realize that my kids are just as open with them, with with me as they are with their mom. Like they'll tell daddy anything like, and she's, you know, it's very obvious. People are like, yo, your kids really, they're like daddy boys. And you sometimes you don't hear that sometimes. Like, you got daddy boys. Your little boys are really daddy boys. But we, mommy always is number one in their eyes. And it is not a competition. It's just that, you know, the mother is the nurturer by nature, I believe. Like, right. they have some, it's something about women in that relationship that I can never provide because y'all birthed them. They came, you know, y'all, y'all. Yeah, it's a natural attachment, I think. I I think fathers, they have to like build it up. And mothers- And that's what I've been working on. Yeah, it's a natural attachment. Yep. Absolutely. How has fatherhood made you feel stronger as a black man? I think it gave me more purpose to know that I got I'm raising two future kings in this world that's black that I gotta be more of an example it makes me watch what I do every day the energy I put out what I put into them and to know that I, I guess that when I leave this transcend from this earth that you know they're gonna continue to live on and be great and I just it helped me just understand I think for me, just really, I feel like I have a whole lot more to live for mm-hmm. now because, you know, they both carry my last name and like, hey, that's me. Like, they're going to have stories. They're going to be able to continue on a legacy of their own. And it's going to part. That's just me. That's my DNA. That's who, that's when I look at them and I see behavior, I'm like, that's me. And I, I never understood that. And I just feel like that has just gave me a a new lease on life. Like when my first son was born, it felt like I was born all over again. And I just had so much more to live for. Like the materialistic things, a lot of things just didn't mean so much. I devalued them. Mm-hmm. And I valued love and 
and just teaching and all of those things that I never knew that I could value that had so much value real value in my life and that's what it was for me you know and that's what I want them to do just be great young kings out here in this world like hey make your mark you know what I'm saying you know make your mark in this world you know you already faced with enough adversity just being based off your skin color being black in America but continue to push forward and move this envelope and be great be great whatever you set your mind to do it and they help fuel me I always used to remember people say hey man you think you financially ready I said I think I made more money having two kids than I did with none I think I have more money now than I did when I was just by myself because I think my priorities changed my perspective changed the things that I value have changed and it naturally would just come to you without even knowing that's that's real like hey I feel like I'm better off now with two boys Mm -hmm. like I don't know it's just it's a it's just something every day I wake up and like I gotta make sure I take I got responsibilities yeah your drive is bigger um because it's not just you it's them and you have two boys back to back so you really don't have to like extend your spending you just gotta make sure like what can we use that we use for you know this one (laughs) and yeah 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 and logically you're not spending your money on things you're spending your money on kids that they do need a lot but the way that you raise kids and save money is you you prep with them Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's what it's all about, you know, the kids. That's what it's all about, first and foremost, in this world. It's about the youth and the generation. Facts. Um, what's the best advice your dad gave you about fatherhood? Um, my dad always said that, let me, let me think, the best thing he said about fatherhood, um, He dropped a lot of jewels on me, so it's hard to just pick one defining thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't want to talk cliches, being a provider is almost like you want to be, that's a given, but. He just, uh, he didn't really say anything sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was, that, that stood up the most, lead by, by his example, the way he is a father. Just be uh, like, your actions. Actions will always speak louder than words. Anybody can talk about being a good father, but your actions got to show that you want to be a good father and a human being. Anybody can talk a good game, but you got to demonstrate that day in and day out. And that's what he does. Has he ever talked to you about how you father your sons? Like in like a commendable way, like, you know, he wished he did that more or, you know, he liked how you do X, Y, and Z with them. Um, it just shows day to day and it made our relationship that much better Um, you know how it just opened up everything there and our relationship because so that pretty much was self-explanatory within itself right there like our relationship went to another level after the birth of my sons and I could tell how proud he is by the smile on his face, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that we hug more, the fact that we do more things because, I, you know, he was such a great provider that sometimes he did miss out on certain things in my life, but um, my dad just, 
he doesn't necessarily say it. He mm-hmm. shows it. Like, 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 he is, I could tell how happy he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for me, like, in our everyday conversation. Like, we talk a lot now. And, you know, when I was in my 20s, we didn't talk. I was, he let me live my life. And he never tells me what to do as far as when it comes to raising my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's me do because we're in a different time. Yeah. That just goes to show you that he um, he has confidence in you that you can handle fatherhood in the right way. So he doesn't yeah. he feel like he doesn't have to say much. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, give me two words that explain the love you feel uh, from your kids. Two words. We want to come back to that because I got to think of two words. To, it's it's a bunch of emotions. I got to find the the okay. correct adjective to describe that. Uh, cause right, yeah. But I'm gonna start. I don't know. One. Yeah, yeah. We are gonna start that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. When my kids were born, this is a fill in the blank. When my kids were born, I instantly said this to myself. Use the language I said. Yeah, I instantly said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was scared. Well, my pro- I said, "What the fuck?" Like I didn't. I, like I said, my life just changed before me. Like yeah. my life changed. It was. It was never going back to what it was the day before. Once I held my son, I said, "My life has changed forever." Oh, yeah. So I said, "What the fuck?" My life has changed forever. That was my words. I was. I was shell shocked. You cannot, I could not prepare for everything. Every day is new to me. Every day is a new day. Every day my kids are going learning. It's a new day every day. It is. Um, <laughs> do you feel like you were more mentally prepared for the second one? Or was it like both like a different type of shop? Both was a different type of shop. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one being that I actually had one of the little daughter, then I had a boy, and then it came to, oh, you got two young men you're responsible for that you're gonna raise. It was still, it was those same feelings over again, and then they both have such different personalities that every day, like I said, I, it's just a challenge and growth yeah. to deal with. I was just about it. to um, ask you that. <laughs> do they have, do they yeah, have two different like, personalities? That's funny two different like the, the oldest is born on the exact same day as his mother and then what? my youngest he's, he's like hey I do not know <laughs> and my youngest is you know he's born like seven days after my birthday so oh, like wow. his my youngest has all the characteristics of me personality wise my oldest is just like his mom and it's well, like you know, he, he and joke about it all the time y'all in the house and y'all can sense like what their next move is gonna be off of like their personality. So that's good. So crazy. It helped our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because she she sees things in her son. She's like, wow, y'all really like. So that's just really kind of like, you know, I, I do believe in law of attraction, energy, and yeah. certain things like that. And she's like, that's just y'all characteristics. That's just who y'all are. Y'all are exactly the same. I get it now. I get why. I get why. I get who you are because. Your son is the exact same way, so it's really yeah. helped. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. 
That's good stuff. Um, how are you decompressing uh, these days, like with everything that's going on before you get in the house and you breathe, see what you're breathe. breathing? You do, you've been buying a lot breathe. of nice books now. I was like, well, see, I have to see what book yes. this is that he got. You've been posting some books now, so that's good. So reading is your escape. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, and I like books that just, you know, people have different people think about how the brain works or how to, you know, how do you achieve certain things. I love books that focus on that more so. Mm. That's good. You know, yeah. I have so many books in here. Yeah, that's I, my thing, one of One of the things that I ordered is a bookshelf because I've been getting so many books and um, I'm going to put that together after we're finished but yeah I have so many books to read and um, I got to get to it <laughs> it's hard trying to read with the girls in here because they're just popping at any moment but, nah. yeah, that's, gotta... that's the goal is to have a our own library in the house yes I want you like, know you how you know how houses have like a level just for the library and like a Seating. Yeah. I want. I want one of those. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. That's um, exactly where you have to go. When do you feel the most engaged with your kids? In the morning. Mm. In the morning, and I'm not gonna say I feel the most engaged. I feel like that's how we set the tone for the day. Okay. Whether if I'm if I'm working, it's by giving them a kiss and all that, you know, letting them know daddy's going to work. They see the, you know, they see the ethic. They see that. And then when I'm off, it's like me cooking breakfast. So they see the other side, like, wow, he works, he cooks, he does every little thing. It's like setting the tone for the day. You know, hey, we're going to have a great day. Let's, let's break bread together. Let's do this together. You know, that's why I think the mornings are so important, being there when they wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, one of the first faces they see in the morning, that means a lot to me just to let her know I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. Like I told you earlier, you know, my thing is being present is something that I value so much. It's just being present in their life. Like I say, I don't have to, you don't have to go out. Like I got to sometimes do things that they want to do, which is sometimes they just want to run around the house or run around outside and play tag. Yeah. It's not about me going to buy them the newest shoes and doing that. It's sometimes doing things on their level that they understand and they want to do and being engaged in their life that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's... One thing that the quarantine did teach me is sim simplicity is better than more and bigger and uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like, we figure out ways to do so much stuff in this house. Um, even, like, from teaching them for the last three months of school that they couldn't go, uh, that was, like, a a uh, learning thing for me, for the younger one, my three-year-old, because she learns differently. Um, but even, like, her birthday, we didn't go anywhere. I made her a cake. Um, I ordered her her gifts. We had like a um, like a Zoom birthday thing going on in here. It was very simple, and I didn't yeah. come out of pocket crazy. And I'm just like, man, she does like she had a good time. She doesn't know the difference. So um, it yeah. definitely made me reflect on what really matters and what kids really want. So. 
No, nah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. You know. What's uh, the worst fear as a black father that you live with every day? Dying behind you. Dying. I, like, I, I just want to be able to live. I want to be able to see my kids' dreams, fulfill their dreams. That's just my fear, just dying mm-hmm. early where I won't get to see them live out their dreams or just see them become an adult. That's just my fear dying. And that's either from, you know, through the hands of racism, police being black, and just yeah. health. You know, I, I, I make sure I work out now, eat right, because I know I got to keep my body in shape just along with my mental. And that's just my big. I want to be able to, I want to see them grow up. Mm-hmm. Like my, I'm about to be 40. My parents are were able to see me turn, see that child turn 40. You know, so I had my first shot when I was 34, so I wouldn't be able to see at least my son turn 34, 40. You know, I want to see that. I, I, I live every day to want to just see them grow up and yeah. just see how they navigate through life. You know, that's it. That's good. Um, is it true that fathers feel like their work for like their kids is never finished? Elaborate what you mean. So, like, um, fathers, I well, the like the real engaged fathers that I know, they always they're always like finding something to do or something to fix. Um, I need to do this for the kids, or I need to prepare this for the kids. Do do you ever feel like you can always do more, or you need to do more, or you need to do something instead of like relaxing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's on so many different levels. Like, randomly, like for me, like I see things you post about how you, you know, you taught your daughter, uh, your kids how to do right, you know, fill out an envelope, you know. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm my son's learning how to work on his penmanship. So he loves wrestling. So once again, I said, sometimes you got to get on that level. So he may tell me about a wrestling character. Well, go to the Xbox and write down your five favorite characters. You know, it's a way to get engaged. So that's me always finding new things to do, you know what I'm saying, to help my child to keep pushing them without even them even knowing that I'm pushing them to be at the best that they can be. You know what I'm saying? He wanted Chick-fil-A that way. Well, write down Chick-fil-A, spell Chick-fil-A, write it down 10 times for me. And write down what you want from Chick-fil-A. You know, I'm finding creative ways. Huh? I said, come on, challenge. Yeah, that's a challenge. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just about finding different ways, and yes, your job, my job, would never be done. Hell, I think my dad still every day. I know he prays for me. He every day he's pushing me to be the best that I can be in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Like I said, he's a person that leads by example. You know. You know, but he may drop a little hey, say, hey, make sure you're paying your bills. That's just a reminder. Make sure you're doing right. You're, of course, right. Take care of your responsibilities, you know. Hey, you know, he may see something at the house, but hey, these steps, you know, you can buy this to reinforce it. Little things like that is always passing wisdom along, passing knowledge along. So your job is never done as long as you're communicating and passing that on to your, your offspring. Okay. I okay. Now I get it. Cause 
I don't know. I feel the same way. Like even when I'm in the house and I think I'm relaxing during my relaxing, you know, your kids always come to you with a million questions and it's kind of like, you can't shoo them away because this is when they're like absorbing everything. And then when they feel like they can't come to you with something, then that's going to be an issue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the cycle of life. You're going to always be teaching your children, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. Your experience, your life experience. You, they, like, one day they're going to be 20-something years old. You was once 20, so you're going to give your, you're teaching through your experiences. That's what history books and books are. Your yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Well, it. you so know what I... That's what you're going to always be doing. I always think now that like we're going to be the most documented like grandparents and parents because because our grandparents didn't have like Twitter, they didn't have Facebook. You kind of get like a flashback to like what they were doing. Everything's so digital now. So it's kind of like even if you don't live to see your great great grandchildren, you can still talk to them now and leave them a message in a way. So, um, I don't nah, know. You're right. It's interesting. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What was the best feeling as a boy about the idea of the ultimate dad? What was the best idea? of a boy of the ultimate dad so when you were a boy in your head like you Uh, had your dad but like while you had your father what was like your idea in your mind about like man this would be like the best dad ever if he did x y and z or if i i was a dad i would do x y and z for my son or my daughter like what was that thought that you had what well for me like I said my dad was military so it was more so sometimes just you know I guess and he always he still tells me that mm-hmm. I'm not here to be your friend I'm here to be your parent mm-hmm. and I guess sometimes I just want him to be you know like oh dad just be a little relaxed but I realized my dad was super cool because all my friends would tell me yo your dad's cool I just didn't look I didn't see that at that time how cool he was and it's not about being cool but how open and receptive he was to feedback conversation because I just always look at my dad my dad my dad like but no my dad was really laid back in hindsight when I look at like oh he really let me be me develop fall get up you know what I'm saying find my way as a as an adult and as a child and as a man eventually you know he let me find that so during that time, I always thought my dad wasn't cool, and I wanted him to be super cool. Like I wanted to be able to, like, yo, dad, let's go hang out. Mm-hmm. Here, let's go do this. Or I wanted to be able to watch Def Comedy Jam at the time around my dad. He wouldn't do that. But I see why. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You have to you have to provide some sense of shelter yeah. and censorship around your children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I thought that was going to be a cool dad. But really, I realized, like, he was doing what I do now. You have to have some type of order and discipline in life. Yeah. Do you feel like you exude the cool dad for your kids? Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Why you said that? Because I think I may exude the cool dad by the way I dress. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I will turn off the TV. I will make them read, write. I will make them, I will take away electronics. 
Yeah. So sometimes, no, I'm not the cool dad. <laughs> no, mm. but I may look like the cool dad because of my the way I dress, I, mm. my appearance. But as far as what uh, discipline and doing that, sometimes no, you know, and that's fine. No, you have to do this. You got to do your homework. Or we need to do this. Or no, you're not gonna talk like that. You're not gonna do this. Mm. You know, no, you know, there's a way I want you to behave. So mm. no, and at that time I know I'm not the cool dad. Like, no, no, you're not going to eat ice cream six times a day. I think when they get older, they will take the pieces that they feel feel like were cool about you. And then the pieces where, you know, you made them have structure and uh, manners, they'll respect once they get older and be like, okay, that's why he did it. He wasn't doing it to be mean. He wasn't doing it to um, tease. Because for me, I had a strict dad that I didn't spend enough time with. And then I had a mom that was too lenient. She was too easy. And uh, I wish she had more discipline with me more. So it's good that you, you're finding your balance. It's good. Gotcha. You're right. You're right. And um, that's my, my dad. He was, like I said, he was pretty, pretty strict. At least I thought he was, but he really wasn't that straight. When I really look back on my life, and like, oh, he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. He, he was just very opinionated. He said some things I may mean, not agree with it at that time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I was looking. At it. <laughs> when do you feel the most appreciated as a father? Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Uh, my kids make me feel like that. Every day, like just every day, just the the when they call me dad, I feel appreciated. Like that. I'm really you really calling me dad, dad, or when they just want to come sit by dad. Would you ever allow them? At what age, if you will? But would you ever allow them to call you by your first name? Alright, so no, and it's crazy because. My dad never called. My dad has seven brothers and sisters, so it's eight of them total. They never called their mom or dad by they. They called them mom and dad. They called them by their first name. Wow. But my son, nah, I wouldn't want him to. But mm-hmm. no, no. But like right now, he may call me by my first name. I'm playing, but yeah. I get it because you know we've been. That helps his brother know what my real name is. Especially, I want him to know if something was to happen. What's his dad's full name? So, no, I don't want him to, and I probably would never let him. But we're joking around. Somebody went to hit. It's because we're playing. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because I call. He knows when I call him by his whole full name. Yeah. It's serious. You're in trouble. <laughs> you know, when so, I call him, um, and I think he, he he mocks me with that. Yeah, I've been teaching Anya my my first and last name since she was about two. So she knows it. Um, and then I, three months ago, I started teaching Aria my first and last name because just so like in an emergency, if they're lost, I want them to know my legal first and last name. Um, I want them to know yeah, their legal that's, that's the thing Yeah, and, I, and I'm teaching them like my phone number because I changed it. So they have to relearn my phone number. And uh, I think as a respect, 
know your kids shouldn't call you by your first name. And I had to implement that within myself as a mom because my mom allowed us to call her by her first name. And things like that, people always look at me like, are you crazy? You can't do that. And I'm just like, my mom is not like that. And I was never taught growing up that you can't call your parent by their first name. She never taught me that. And now like I have to figure out what am I going to allow as a parent? And so, yeah. Emergencies, cool. Non-emergencies, no. <laughs> um, right, right. Uh, has your ideas about fatherhood changed since you've been in it? No. Uh, they probably, everything I ever thought, it exceeded it and even more like being a father, being a parent is just the greatest thing ever to me right now. Mm. Love it. Love it. Um, Wouldn't trade it in for the world. Do you feel like you were properly prepared to have children? Um, I was like, you're never prepared. I mm. feel like your your life life experiences is going to prepare you because we all. I was raised with two parents. People that wasn't raised with two parents, maybe just one parent. But that that doesn't mean they're going to not be a great parent or a great father or mother. I think you're. It's really just once the opportunity comes, or mm-hmm. not even opportunity, once you're blessed with that, uh, the gift of life, it just mm-hmm. does something to you that you're, you're, you just, you take it and you run with it and you be the best person that you can. And you just go from all you pull from your experiences and you just be the best person and the best parent you can. Nothing can ever prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, Thank I guess you for saying that. From my ideal two parents. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen I've seen people come look like they come from the best of the best and they have kids and they're just like clueless about how this is supposed to go. And um it's all about balance and you know, even if you could give your kid the world, you shouldn't because if you give them the world they're not going to appreciate it they're not going to understand the idea of earning anything so um yeah i I see it all the time where it's like oh you you've had it so easy and then life hits you with kids and you're just like man how much do i have to pay to make somebody do this for me no you gotta do it (laughs) you gotta do that um what is the most BS excuse that a father could make to their kid? I don't have time. Mm. You make time. You you find time, and time is is is, is the one thing you can't put a dollar amount on. You you make time. You find time. Period. I agree. Um, what are three things you wish you could improve or change for Black fathers? Mm. <laughs> Start out with, uh, I gotta put some thought into that. 
Okay. So we we got two we coming back to for you. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um, what do you do to mentally protect your son's black boy joy in today's society? I'm not going to say what I, I don't know if it's protecting it, but I teach them and I let them see what's really going on. I, I like my six-year-old, um, he knows what's going on right now. And I, uh, we have real conversations, you know, I think that, you know, he's at an age where he's absorbing so much that, you know, you got to, I got to let him know the real, understand what's really going on out here because he lives in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him just to, know that daddy's never not, I'm not going to lie to you about the, the reality of the world I can share to you from certain things but every day your skin color depicts what you're going to go through out here you know people look at you a certain way they're going to always they're going to you know you he went to a Montessori school he, he was a handful of black kids in a classroom so you he knows that he's different you know and I so it's just being transparent and honest. That's what I do to protect them because the more you educate yourself, that's your shield, that's your protection, is knowledge and knowledge. Being knowledgeable, being aware, that's your protection right there. It's not me hiding it from you. When you educate yourself, you, you're comfortable going out into society and dealing with things and dealing with the realness of the world. Right, right. That's your armor. Mm-hmm. That's your armor. Knowledge is key. Uh, Did you check your text? Can you check your your message real quick oh, yeah. for me? I just sent you a quick message. Check that real quick for me. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's go back to this question: uh, the two words to explain the love you feel for your kids. you're having the ultimate experience fathering and I like I like to see everyone that I knew from like back in college like grow up and have this extended life and they're just growing in it constantly like nobody's retracting in anything and um, I just love to see what your experience is raising these boys and uh, I just want to say thank you for being an uh, engaged you. father and just wanting to do it better and uh, doing everything to make that possible so thank you for doing that uh-huh. Dean, and uh, happy Father's Day <laughs> awesome thank you thank you thank you for having me I appreciate sure. it you enjoy your night All right. I will Bye. Bye. You 
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.